ladies and gentlemen. That's enough flat nut. This is Jeff Jarrett. Hey, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley. This is Take the Steak Roberts. Hey, this is Cody Rhodes. Hey, what's up, players? This is Teddy Dolan. I'm WWE Hall of Famer, Pat Star Jim Duggan. And you're listening to Wrestling with Ideals, tough guy. Oh! This is the greatest wrestling show on the planet. Taking you through the crazy world of Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live are your rambunctious hosts, the man they call Gibby, Zach McGibbon, the Beast from BC, Alec Miski, the man, the myth, the legend, McGuire Forte, and primetime, Josh Primo. Now, it's time to wrestle with ideas. Welcome inside the CKDJ Studios for Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 107.9, Ottawa's new music. I am the man they call Gibby, Zach McGibbon. Alongside me is the Beast from BC. He is Alec Miski. Alec, you're a little sick, buddy. Oh, man, I'm infected with the itis. Yes, you're infected with it. With it. What? With the itis. It. It. It's. Um, it's on the list. It is on the list. The list of Miski. Um, and uh, so we're going to be going over Raw. Uh, it was a... Uh, I think it's what made me sick. Yeah, I like, think it was. Because down. you did start to get sick after Monday. Yeah, no, it was like, it was all downhill for Monday. Tuesday, I thought I got a nice shot of SmackDown in the arm. I'd be like nice and good. Yeah. And then with my, you know, NXT on Wednesday, I thought, hey, I'm turning around. But then I had to remember, I have to go through this review and it was a downhill. Yeah. yeah. And with me, of all people. I know, right? It's brutal. So let's just get right into this. Yeah. So what do you think of Team Raw Superstars? <laughs> well, there's a broad question. Oh, I know, right? Like, it just, I don't get the branding that they do with the, the Survivor Series names. Like, it's a little ridiculous. Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. Yeah, be very simple. We don't need the Team Raw Superstars. Team Raw Superstars versus Team SmackDown Superstars. Yeah, it's like, uh, come on, guys. We're, yeah. we're all adults for the most part, except the Cena fans. Yes. And we all can kind of read between the lines. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I just don't like it. I don't yeah. like it. Well, here's the thing. Let's, let's just go right to the opening segment. Uh, so Stephanie McMahon uh, praised everybody on stage. They had the entire Raw roster, which looked very limited. Yeah. Very, very limited. Um, and it was like, what, 30 of them now? Yes. It's very, very, for three hours of show, that's like you want to use ten superstars an hour. Oh, it's it's outrageous. It's uh, it's limited. It's, it's a limited roster. Um, but uh, so uh, she mentions that Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan will be on the show later tonight, um, and uh, they were trying to make fun of Daniel Bryan, of course. Seventy says that Team Raw superstars will have a chance to prove their superiority tonight. And she announced Enzo Amore and Big Cass versus American Alpha for Survivor Series. Uh, and then Stephanie needed them all to work together. Otherwise, there will be serious changes made. They announced Sheamus and Cesaro versus Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. That was Mick Foley announcing that. And he said, that's going to start right now. And then Seventy said, no, 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 we got to announce a couple more matches. Yeah. So there was a miscommunication there. Well, they, they had to bring up the fact that Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman, and Chris Jericho, the most likely of teams, yes. was going to face the New Day. So you know who's going to win that match? Yes. 
Braun Strowman. Yes. Uh, and it was in six-man action, and it was also announced it'd be Alicia Fox and Nia Jax versus Charlotte Flair and Sasha Banks. So to get everybody warmed up for their teams, they had everybody risk injury by fighting each other. Yeah. But, but they put Charlotte and Sasha on the same team, so Charlotte can't do a reverse moonsault off the top of the cage in the announce table. Ah, because it was Hell in a Cell? Yeah, I don't <laughs> really know. Like, let's just be honest here. Like, everyone wanted that spot, but no one got it. No. Well, apparently Charlotte came up to the officials and was like, let's do that spot. And they were like, no. They yeah. don't want to kill Char- uh, Sasha. I think they're fine with killing Charlotte. Oh, they, they, they sell Ric Flair. Oh, God. He's got another 50 or 60 years oh, in him. Oh, God. You know? He's we, got, uh, we're, we're already off to a dark place, and we're not even five minutes in. Well, it's funny you mentioned dark places, because we start off with Roman Reigns. Oh, God. <laughs> so we had Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns versus Sheamus and Cesaro. This was a fine match. There wasn't anything spectacular, I thought, in this matchup. Uh, not a lot of heat. Uh, they were playing up the fact that both Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns are unlikely partners, and Sheamus and Cesaro were also unlikely partners. They made Owens look like a complete goon. Yeah, uh, they had he was he was laid out. Reigns hit the Superman punch, or actually I believe it was the spear, or whatever one of Reigns' signature moves onto Sheamus, and then Owens is laid out in the middle of the ring, and because Owens was the legal man, instead of having Owens get dragged, Reigns tags in, and then he pins. He just carries Owens and puts him on top. Yeah, your universal champion, everybody. I mean, who needs help from the U.S. champion in order to win matches? No, let's just focus. He needs help from Roman Reigns, yeah, the U.S. champion. Roman <laughs> Smash. Yeah. Roman Drag Owens. Roman Drag Owens. Roman Place Owens. Roman very happy he won. Um, so that's what happened in that match. Again, watching this, I mean, there was there were some good moments in the match, but I was expecting a little bit more. And, yeah, like uh, from those. Like wrestlers, let's just be honest. Sheamus and uh, Sheamus and Cesaro actually work well together. Yes. Never thought I'd say that, but you know, I gotta gotta eat my own words. Well, they got uh, they have very similar styles, so I guess in a way it was bound to happen that they were good with each it, other. Yeah, just have to look at his book. Like, why would you have Owens eat a brogue kick? And just yeah. lay there and sell it. Like, find that he sells it. That's great. But then you have Reigns come in, get land the spear, and just drag him over top. It's just like, you didn't know how to end that match. Which yeah. means you didn't know how to start the match. Which means that whole match was thrown together at the last minute. Mm. We're like, we'll just put these four guys together. And all of a sudden, magic. It's like, no. Magic. No. It magic. It doesn't work like that. I literally think that the way that they booked this is Vince McMahon has a set of action figures. All right, we're going to have Roman Reigns. And he's going to go pre-o, 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 all over the Raw superstars. Basically. Pre-o, 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 pre-o. And then, like, you know, like how the wrestling toy set has, like, the ring and everything yeah, with the, yeah. the ropes. But it's got a crashed ring. It's, it's one of those rings that, like, it crashes inside. And you're like, pew. Then we're going to have Roman crash everybody in the ring. Well, just like it all falls apart because Vince tries to, like, you know, use the, the ropes to slingshot the wrestlers and it just snaps on the first try and he just freaks out and flips the table. He's like, all right, we'll do it live. <laughs> exactly. We'll, we'll do that. We'll and, book that. And that's how they booked SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, so that's what happened between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. Again, there's not really much. They were just building up the tension uh, for the Raw Survivor Series tag team matchup. And then after the match, we got some replays. Then we go to Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Byron Saxon at the announce table. They talk about the fatal five-way the week before. Which was actually rather interesting. Yeah. Let's just be honest. Um... um 
you want to just move on to the backstage segment? Because this was actually a pretty funny segment. I yeah, that's a roll. I mean, Braun, Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins, and Chris Jericho. Uh, Jericho says he's the captain of tonight's squad and says they need to get rid of some of the bad vibes going around. He understands they're mad at each other, but they need to put them put those aside for tonight's match. Jericho brought each of them a present and tells them to open it. Jericho has presented them with the scarf of Jericho, and he tells them to try it on. Rollins compares Jericho's wardrobe to Lady Gaga. Hey, you know what? It's the perfect illusion. And so Chris Jericho, <laughs> Chris Jericho, uh, or sorry, Rollins gave the scarf back and walks off. And Braun looks at Jericho. He goes, I want your scarf. <laughs> Jericho says, no, this is a $750 scarf. And he got it from a different location, whatever. And, uh, and Jericho then finally gives in and he says he will give it to him for unity purposes. And Jericho put on bronze scarf, which was a bunch of anchors and ships on the scarf. Jesus. And Jericho's scarf uh, that he gave to Braun was a pure white scarf. Braun then rips up the scarf in front of him and says he doesn't like Chris Jericho or scarves. This was a great uh, segment. I loved it. It actually sounds really good because Jericho can sell anything in that, to be completely honest. The scarf. Yeah, the scarf. Of Jericho. They got the list of Jericho, the scarf of Jericho, and it. It. And the best part about it. It. Is, it's like there's an echo in the building. It. <laughs> so that was a bit delayed. But no, the best part about this is like you're actually giving Strowman mic time. Yep. Like he hasn't had that in months. They're, giving, they're not giving them much to speak. And he's and he seems and he somehow gets the personality. How has this not come across for Roman Reigns? Well, because Roman Reigns like George the Animal Steel, except he's eloquent, which no one <laughs> yeah. wanted. Yes, and, and you don't think eloquent when you think George the Animal Steel. Bye bye. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so then we go to Sami Zayn versus Bo Dallas. Wait, wait, wait! Before we get to Sami Zayn wins, right? Yes. Well, I mean, it's Bo Dallas. Yes. Like, there's no... no Spoiler alert, disbelief. everybody. No, no, like... Well, maybe Bo might have, like, an actual match here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just like... They kind of had to give Sami Zayn something because he's done nothing for six months. Yeah. Six months. Exactly. He had a match with Nakamura. Do you remember that? It was, like, at the highlight of my life. Hey, he had a great match with Kevin Owens, didn't he? Oh, yeah. What's he doing now? I don't know. He's fighting Bo Dallas on Monday Night Raw! My God. Two match of the year contenders, and he's fighting both freaking Dallas. Well, you know, maybe Dolph Ziggler's too busy. Oh, wait, Ziggler's actually doing something these days. Yes. Well, maybe Curtis Axel's too busy. <laughs> he's touring around the world trying to spread Axelmania across to all the Axelmaniacs. Maybe Zack Ryder's too busy. <laughs> uh, Zack Ryder's just saying bro. Maybe Jack <laughs> Swagger's too busy. Um, Swagger's doing something. Uh, actually, he's on SmackDown now. Yeah, this is true. Um, so before I, that, before like this whole match was set up as uh, on the Raw pre-show, uh, Sami Zayn uh, won the week prior uh, the chance to fight Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental Championship, and Bo Dallas says he deserves it. Why? Because 
Why not? I mean, and so uh, so Bo took control of the match, but then Sami Zayn came back, hit a haluva kick, and uh, for the win, there was a slight delay in the music for Sami Zayn. So all you saw was his shoulder, was his arm being raised up, not his shoulder. That's what happened in the Cena match, and that took him out for a couple Ooh. months. Um, but uh, so his arm was lifted, but no music was playing, and so there was this awkward silence. Because he's not insanely over, but like he's over, but he's not over enough where the crowd could just fill in the music. Yeah. So there was this deathly silence. It was very awkward. And he's like standing at the top of the ramp, fist up. <laughs> like Undertaker style, but instead uh, facing forward instead of backward. You know, he's just standing with all the other jobbers being like, yeah, unite. Unite! Uh, I'm going to beat up your head jobber by uniting you all. Don't you mean your head banger? Oh, snap. Mark one for Gibby. That is going to be... Well, it's not going to be yet. There's still like three hours of this show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that was the first 15 minutes, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to continue on with the Raw review, including... Including... Uh, going over that uh, tag match between the New Day, Rollins, Strowman, and Jericho. The awesome, awesome... Strowman, uh, or sorry, uh, Lesnar and Goldberg segment. We'll also talk about the cruiserweight division and more. You're listening to Wrestling with Ideas here on CKDJ 107.9. Ottawa's new music. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Yo, 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 it's your boy JTG and you are listening to Wrestling with Ideas. Cheer. And welcome back, Wrestling With Ideas, here on CKDJ 107.9, Ottawa's new music. I am the man they call Gibby, Zach McGibbon. Alongside me is the Beast from BC, Mr. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah. He's the Beast from Regina. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what he is now. Or is he from Saskatoon, He's don't you know? He's from Saskatoon. There yeah. goes all our Saskatchewan listeners. Um, I think they're fine, you know. It, it takes a while for it to get there, because they don't have daylight savings. You can see them from a mile away, though, because it's so flat. You know, like, if you look at Saskatchewan on a map, how it's, like, kind of, like, it's a rounded rectangle? Yep. That's because, and the way it actually comes out on the planet, it's a straight, flat rectangle. What? No. Well, Whoa. Brock it's Les flat. <laughs> That's why Brock Lesnar <laughs> like trains Like the audience there. for Raw. Oh, oh, oh. Must like their pulse. <laughs> Jeez. Ah, wrestling jokes. And only the wrestling fans get it. That's what makes us entertaining. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we go over to our next segment. We had the three-on-three match. It was Strowman, Jericho, and Rollins versus The New Day. And uh, so this match, uh, Strowman actually looked pretty good. Uh, Strowman... They've been booking Strowman really well, despite yeah. the fact that it's... I don't know what they're building towards. Like well, I think he's probably going to be that dominant guy in the in the uh, Survivor Series uh, matchup. He's probably going to be that guy that they'll put a spotlight on. You know what I mean? It'll be the Braun show. Yeah, he'll probably have the most eliminations, it's if not Braun show. It's a big bad Braun show tonight. It's a big Braun show tonight. So this match, it was solid. Um, 
yeah, just uh, nothing much else to say. Uh, Braun uh, tagged in, hit Xavier Woods with a big running power slam uh, for the pin. And uh, Strowman and Jericho looked to be getting along. Rollins was still a little bit uh, hanging in from the outside. Yeah. Deal, so. What kind of upsets me is there's like they never land the walls of Jericho anymore. Nope. Like it just, they Don't never you mean, use uh, it. The lion salt, or are you talking about the lion salt or the. You mean the submission move, right? Yeah, the submission move. Like okay, he, yeah, he, yeah. He, he never, he's never hits it. In yeah, like it's just—it's always just a teasing spot for somebody to come in and interfere. Yeah, it's kind of like you remember when like an Enziguri would just knock the guy out. Yeah, it's like that's just like oh he got hit with one. Yeah, he's up in two seconds. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or DDT was a legitimate finisher that you didn't kick out of. Yeah, until because I think Hitman. Was, sorry. Until I think Hitman kicked out of it, didn't he? Uh, yeah, Bret Hart <laughs> kicked out of it. Or was it Savage? He, probably both. Maybe probably yeah, definitely both. I don't know if it was Hitman first. I know Hitman kicked out the uh, Perfect Plex. Yeah. I know he kicked that, out from that Kurt Hennig. Yeah. Which like No, n- Mr. Perfect. <laughs> They're two different gimmicks. Say it right. <laughs> Come on. It's like shadow. Razor Ramon and Scott Hall were two different people. And just like Kevin Nash and Diesel. <laughs> Yeah, just like Kevin Nash and Glenn Jacobs were both Diesel. Exactly. <laughs> One of them was named Fake Diesel. We'll let you decide. <laughs> Who was the fake Diesel? Um, I, mean, I don't know. They looked alike to me. They both have long black hair. And they I mean, both have the uniform. They both tear their quads. Wait, no, one didn't. That's how we figure it out. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, yes, so uh, that's what happened in that match. Braun Strowman getting the pinfall victory. Expect to see that uh, quite a bit. Um, but then after the match. Like, b- before we get into that, like, how does he. Like, this doesn't do anything for the New Day. They just got absolutely destroyed. Xavier Woods got absolutely destroyed. Yeah, well, he's always been the weakest link. He's the Black Power Ranger. Yes. No. Yes. No. He's he's Mastodon. Yes. Yeah. The one that doesn't get a dinosaur. I'm a dinosaur. Well, I guess there was also Sabretooth Tiger. Yes. Um, now we're just going way off on a tangent here. We are, very much so. Um, so after the match, uh, Braun stood tall over Kofi. Rollins came in. Uh, and then Braun was pacing around while Jericho was arguing with Rollins. Rollins hit Jericho with a pedigree and left the ring as his music hit. And Braun went right behind him as Jericho recovered. They were hyping up the Lesnar and Goldberg segment for later on the show. Stephanie McMahon and Mick Foley had a backstage segment. Uh, uh, and they were discussing how great these teams are looking so far and how smart they were, especially Stephanie McMahon. Oh, yeah. She's she's the real brains behind this team. Paul Heyman walked up and applauded them for tonight's Raw. And Steph- Stephanie McMahon told Heyman how he... How he wonders, uh, or sorry, how is he recovering from the recent spear he took from Goldberg and he and also made a fat joke. <laughs> Because, you know, you know, you you just, she just can't. You know what I mean? She can't just, with, she just can't hold back, can she? Well, I mean, it is Paul Heyman. Have you seen him lately? Paulie dangerously really let himself go. He is the walrus. Yeah, the walrus. The walrus. <laughs> yes, he is the walrus. Heyman says Goldberg won't be facing him at Survivor Series. He will be facing Brock Lesnar. You, you say it right. And Heyman said Lesnar. No, 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 say it right. 
Brock Lesnar. There we go. There we go. Now I know who he's facing. I don't know who this Brock Lesnar guy was. Heyman said Lesnar will be representing Raw, which is great for Stephanie because her brother is on the SmackDown side. And word around the locker room is that Smack is that the SmackDown team is looking good. Heyman walked off. Stephanie told Foley to make sure that the Goldberg-Lesnar match doesn't happen until Sunday, and Foley calls in for extra security. So we then go backstage to a segment between Sasha Banks and Charlotte, which, quite frankly, was acted horribly. Absolutely horribly. Charlotte called Sasha immature for not getting along with the other Team Raw participants. Sasha says she's not the only one, and Charlotte accuses her of being jealous ever since Hell in a Cell. Sasha mentions a rematch, and that and they have more words, has written there. And they're going to team up tonight. Yes. Like, those two are going to win. Those, those guys win. are winners. Winners. So uh, we then go on to our next match. It is a cruiserweight matchup. Sin Cara versus the Brian Kendrick. Did this happen backstage? Well, there was a backstage segment, and here's the funny part, okay? So Brian Kendrick is on top of a little podium. He literally looks like Jesus right now, okay? He's trying to plead to the cruiserweight masses that everything's going to be fine and that cru- the cruiserweight division would stay on Raw. But then TJ Perkins takes it all in stride, even after losing the belt. And Perkins goes, I, you still owe me a title match rematch, a title rematch, sorry, title match rematch. Then Rich Swan says, I have two wins over you. I deserve a match. And Sin Cara said, I deserve an opportunity after for you beating me up. And guess what? Sin Cara started a backstage fight. What? <laughs> because for those who do not know, <laughs> Sin Cara has been in the news a lot recently because he has been in a, quite a bit of backstage fights. Oh my god, I don't know if you saw the meme from uh, Botchamania where they took a uh, scene out of uh, Blazing Saddles and just like, so why do you, like, who do you fight backstage? Like, Seamus, Cesaro, like, <laughs> just like, goes through all of it and names Seamus again because he's fought him twice backstage. Like, you said Seamus twice, like, I like to fight Seamus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Sinkara has been fighting with people. He got into a fight with Simon Gotch uh, around the SummerSlam time. And then recently he got into a fight with Chris Jericho who is a guy you don't want to get into a fight with because this man has beaten Bill Goldberg in a backstage fight. Yeah, and at the same time, like he carries a lot of clout with the company. So yes. if you are on the wrong side of Jericho, you're pretty much on the wrong side of WWE. So clearly, Sin Cara is on the list of Jericho. Uh, unless you're Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Yes, although, although apparently that was also pretty close. Yeah. Because Jericho is awesome well jericho is awesome but uh from what i heard mcmahon told him to like you know step back and calm down like it's like you don't know what you're talking about yes but then again i think mcmahon says that to everybody because they don't know what mcmahon's talking about <laughs> yes exactly good old Vinny mac so since Kara started a backstage fight of course they had to do this and so we got to this match sing Kara versus the brian kendrick and this match had no heat Absolutely no heat. No one cared. No one gave two inklings of a care in the world for this match. It was good. There was a good back and forth. It's just that the crowd was not into this match whatsoever. Just no heat. Yeah, and I, I blame squarely Sin Cara. Completely all on Sin Cara. Kendrick is over. Okay. But Sin Cara, like, it's just... I, I just never liked Sin Cara. And whenever you hear Sin Cara, it always goes back to the uh, original Sin Cara that made his very first ring entrance and botched it. Yep. 
and it's just like it set it, the tone for his run. Yeah, so it's like I know this isn't the same one, but when you hear the name Sin Cara, like you just think, wow, Sin Cara is awful. Yeah, like the matches with Del Rio, the backstage fighting, the fact that for some reason he's going up against Brian Kendrick. Yeah, well, like, he is a cruiserweight now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Kendrick won after he got Sin Cara with the captain's hook. And uh, again, it was a fine match, just no heat. None whatsoever. This is turning into one of the worst go-home shows I've ever had to call. But it gets better, though. How? Um, uh, oh, the Goldberg-Lesnar segment, which we'll get to uh, very oh. soon after this quick commercial break. Oh, I feel like Ryan Seacrest right now. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to go over Goldberg and Lesnar. And what an awesome segment this was. And we're also going to be talking about uh, some more great action on Monday Night Raw. Enzo, Cass, Gallows, and Anderson versus Goldust, R-Truth, Primo, and Epico. And also the main event segment. You're listening to Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 107.9, Ottawa's new music. Hey, this is Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Wrestling With Ideas. Welcome back inside the CKDJ studios for Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 107.9. Ottawa's new music, I Am The Man, they call Gibby Zach McGibbon. Alongside me is the beast from BC. He is Mr. Alec Miski. Alec, let's talk, before we get to Lesnar and Goldberg, we have to talk about some of the backstage segments. So, uh, it was announced that it would be Gallows, Anderson, Enzo and Cass versus the Shining Stars and the Golden Truth. Everyone's favorite duo. Oh, of course. Actually, you know what? I do like Goldust and Our Truth. I hate that song. The Golden Truth. Yeah, it's like they kind of read it, wrote it. They kind of wrote it just up, you know, one morning. It's like, we need some theme music. It's like, let's just let Our Truth figure that one out. Mm-hmm. And so we go to a backstage segment. Enzo and Cass were backstage. The club walk up, and they were taunting each other. And this is so ironic. Gallows tells them to drop the lame comedy act tonight. The irony of that. The, the, the pure the, the irony. The doctors? Yes. With, uh, what was their um, in-ring-itis? In-ring-itis, yeah. Yeah. Comedy Ring postitis. Act. Ring postitis. Yes. This is how memorable their shtick is. Yes. <laughs> so, when he said that, I burst into laughter. Um, I, like, I believe it because like that's just ridiculous. So Cass says he hasn't forgot what they said last week about stabbing anyone in the back. Cass says that they will team with him tonight and at Survivor Series, but they're dumber than they look if they think Enzo and Cass will trust them. We then see Foley talking to security. A quick note here. Uh, two re- uh, local wrestlers uh, that I know of, Scott Jagged Parker and Shane Matthews from 3.0, were the security guards uh, for this segment. Not not obviously the entire security guards, but were two of the many security guards they had for this segment. So, good job, 3.0. They, they did something. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I believe Kevin Bennett from... Uh, Smash Wrestling also had an appearance in this. So good job, guys. Getting involved with the uh, Lesnar-Goldberg segment. They, they made it to the big leagues. Yeah, for now. Yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll, I mean, they, they, they had some tryout matches, 3.0 for NXT, too. So hopefully they make it. I'm sure they, they're, like, they're a good duo. So. I'm sure they were used in dark matches as well. Yeah. So uh, 
it looks like they have their eyes on him, so hopefully they get used because they're a good tag team, and we like seeing them here on the Indies. So good stuff, 3.0. Um, so then we go back from the break, and security is lined up in the ring. Uh, Brock Lesnar made his way out, and just as he jumped on the apron, he slipped. But he <laughs> saved it and entered the ring. He pushed some of the security staff out of the way as he paced around the other one side of the ring as security was lined up in a, uh, I don't want to say diagonal, but it was more like, uh, like they, they separated the ring. Yeah, they, they yeah. made a barrier. Yeah, they, they made a barrier. and uh, Because that can keep the beast mm-hmm. contained. And one half of the security guards would be looking at Lesnar and the other half would be looking at Goldberg. P- take your pick. Uh, so then Goldberg's music hits. Had a huge pop. Goldberg chants were loud. People and love I mean him. Loud. People love Goldberg. And it's not like, hey, we like him a little bit. Like, no, they freaking love him. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, I grew up watching WCW and I see the appeal of Goldberg because he's still, is he still undefeated? No, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I was going to say. He lost to Kevin Nash at Starcade. Ah, uh, after, yes. after Scott Hall had the cattle prod. Because Nash was the booker. Yes. Yeah, right. Did I you hear? Did that. you hear his reasoning behind that, by the way, Kevin Nash? He said, I was just as getting as over as Goldberg, so I figured, what the heck? Might as well go over. That's my Kevin Ash impersonation, because he's very slow at talking, that sort of stuff. That's like the worst explanation for anything <laughs> ever. Like, Could you imagine if Jim Cornette said that? God dang! <laughs> It's like, well, I was just getting over it. I was like, well, you know, I'm just going to put myself over because this guy, Goldberg, he's a big ball galoot. I don't know what to do with him. I don't know how to book this guy. He's undefeated. We have to give him a loss. Make him seem weak. Make him make us strong. Although the best Kevin Nash moment was when it was when they he did. He pulled his squad. Sorry? When he tore his squad. <laughs> no, but that's definitely up there. When he had uh, no simpy. No, that's Scott Steiner. But he was talking to him. True. Um, but uh, no, the best moment was... Literally a couple of days after being removed as the head booker, or sorry, I, I, or maybe he still was, but he was on an episode of Thunder, and he said, and he booked himself to be on the commentary team on Thunder, and he just, he said, he goes, uh, I booked myself in the greatest angle of all time, and a retirement angle. He says this on live TV. He says, I booked myself in the greatest angle of all time, a retirement angle. I'm about to make my big grand return until WCW is able to re- recuperate all my funds. And then he gives a smile to the camera. <laughs> it's so great. It was such a great segment. It just shows to show how much WCW went downhill during that time. So. That was like, what, 99? Uh, 2000, I think. Early 2000. Oof, that, was even, that was like well after they started no, going oh, oh, yeah, you're right. 99, 99, because Russo was the booker during that time, so... Ah, uh, Russo. If you're I listening out there, I'd argue why? Kevin Nash was a lot worse booker than Russo because at least Russo had some good ideas. Sorry, say that again. Kevin Nash is no, 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 no. Russo had some good ideas. Had been the key word. Russo, yes, and good ideas never go in the same sentence. There's a swerve in between the two. He had a good idea in pushing Steve Austin. Well, yeah, but that was just obvious. I mean, you had Triple H and the clique. They, they had to do something. Yeah. What the was, clique. What were they going to do? Let Hunter Hearst Helmsley win King of the Ring? No. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. No one wants to see that. No one wants to see Triple H. That's why they're hiding them. Ouch. Yeah. Or Triple H. 
It's okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's fine. But uh, but yes. So uh, but anyways, getting way off track here. We go back to the Goldberg and Lesnar segment, and uh, so this was a great segment. It, it really was. So he said. So Paul Heyman was about to do his introduction. Um, and just as he was doing a Goldberg grabs the mic and in his big Georgian accent goes, this has nothing to do with you, Heyman. And then uh, he said it's about he and Brock. Heyman went on, but Goldberg tells him to shut up and get the rent-a-cops out of the ring so that the only two real men in the ring can get it on. The Wha- ch- Sorry? What, what? The only two real men can get it on. No wonder they needed the security. Oh, God. A fight. A fight. A fight. That's what I meant. What did you think? Oh, get your mind out of the gutter, Gibby. I didn't think that. You certainly went there. How do you know I thought that? Because it's written all over your face. You're not some innocent 18-year-old. You're 19 now. Yes. You're a man. Yes. I am the man they call Gibby. Yeah. I live by my name now. You're, You're Roz Gibby? No. The man they call Gibby. Yeah. Yes. No. No. Yes. Maybe. Possibly. I think so. Goldberg and Lesnar. Um, <laughs> and this is so, the best segment, and I can't even say focused on it. The, the chance continued as Heyman and Lesnar paced around. Heyman try, says he's going to start his intro over, but Goldberg yells at him to shut up. Heyman continues anyway as the fans boo. Heyman says security is here for Goldberg's protection. The chance for Goldberg continue, causing Heyman to restart his intro again. Heyman goes on and brings up The Undertaker's streak ending, Lesnar beating John Cena. Uh, Goldberg tells him to shut his mouth, and Goldberg says there's a long list of people Lesnar has conquered, but he's not on the list, which was a great line, and that, and that it burns, and I quote here, Brock's little ass every time he thinks about it. Uh, Goldberg brings up that Lesnar's, what Lesnar said about his family last week and tells him to shove it, and Heyman cuts him off and goes off about Goldberg disrespecting Brock Lesnar. Goldberg says the next time Heyman mentioned his family, he's going to rip Heyman's head off and feed it to Lesnar. You want to talk about two beasts going at it. They did a great job no, they're building bu- that up. They're building this up. The sad part is this is at Survivor Series and not WrestleMania. Would you... This is honestly astonishing that Goldberg is probably one of the best mic workers in WWE right now. Yeah, especially after being away from the product for over a decade. He, he has been cutting some really good promos. Really good promos. Um, Heyman apologized for raising his voice, saying it was unprofessional. Heyman brings up that this is fantasy warfare that just got real, which is the tagline for Survivor Series. He says that the superhero idea that Goldberg has in his head is fantasy, but Lesnar is real. Very real. Like the beating he's going to suffer this Sunday. Heyman had an offer. He wants Goldberg to consider. The chants start again, and Heyman yells at the crowd to shut up. And Heyman says the crowd is pissing off the beast. (laughs) It was at this point Lesnar grabbed the mic and yelled, SHUT UP! In the high-pitched Brock Lesnar voice. Yeah. Oh, my God. And so Heyman offers to find Goldberg a replacement for Sunday and says maybe Goldberg can buy his son a WWE Network gift card to watch Lesnar do his thing. Goldberg took off his shirt, and he looked like a beast. <laughs> a absolute beast. And, that he, and, and, and he says he is ready to fight. Heyman says Goldberg is getting just a little too agitated in front of his beast. 
And Heyman says that Goldberg shall be beaten, victimized, and conquered by Lesnar this Sunday. It looked like Lesnar shoved a guard or two onto Goldberg's way, but they just hit the mat. <laughs> so it was literally just Lesnar just going and just pushing two guards out of the way. Oh my um, goodness. And so Heyman goes on with the promo and says Goldberg will be beaten so unrecognizable that his son will call Lesnar daddy, which was the tipping point for Goldberg. That, that doesn't even make sense. What do you mean? That he'll beat up Goldberg so bad that he'll call Lesnar his dad. Because he, because Lesnar's a real man compared to Goldberg, and he should look up to Lesnar because he beat up his father. But won't he have like some sort of you know revenge thing? Be like, I'm gonna train every day, and I'll be like, Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. No, it's Inigo Goldbergo. <laughs> <laughs> you, you victimized my father. Prepare to be. F5. F5. <laughs> um, so Goldberg has enough, and Lesnar starts taking out security guards as well with Goldberg. Um, and so the final guards leave the ring. Goldberg motions to Lesnar to come into the ring. Lesnar takes off his shirt, puts one foot in the ring, but backs out and hops off the apron. The fans boo. Goldberg chants start up again, and Heyman and Lesnar leave as Goldberg's WWE music hits, and he poses for the fans. This was a fantastic segment. So well done. If only so the rest well of done. the show was like this. I know. I know. I, I totally agree with you 100%. Like they're building the hype for this and it's wonderful. Exactly. Um, it's just mind boggling. It really is. Um, so with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the women's tag match. And we're also going to talk about Enzo and Cass. Ooh, excuse me, versus Gallo, uh, Gallows and Anderson versus the Golden Truth and the Shining Stars. Also, we will talk about the main event segment where we have finally get to see Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon for the first time in a long while. You're listening to Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 107.9, Ottawa's new music. Well, 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 it is I, the Lyrical. The sexual, intellectual, the cunning linguist, and the quintessential stud muffin, Joel Gertner. And you are listening to Wrestling With Ideas. Keep listening and have yourself an eargasm. And we're back, Wrestling With Ideas, here on CKDJ 107.9. Ottawa's new music, I Am The Man, they call Gibby Zach McGibbon. Alongside me is the Beast from BC. He is Mr. Alec Miski. Oh yeah, just trying to stay awake right now. This episode of Raw just put me right to sleep. I mean, if you ever need a good, you know, knockout punch, just watch Raw. Yeah. It, it goes it it goes down easy. Yep, you'll wake up at one point having a nightmare about Brock Lesnar fighting Goldberg, but then you'll, you'll remember it's all going to take place on Sunday. You wake you up at the exact anything. moment. You wake up at the exact moment that Lesnar screams, and, <laughs> you know, and then you and then you're good. Um, so we had our women's tag match. <laughs> you hear his shrieking siren yes. call out in the distance. Ah! <laughs> Uh, it sounds like a wildebeest or something like that trying to communicate. <laughs> maybe, maybe fornicate. I don't know. Like, 
Oh, God. Um, so, Nia Jax and Alicia Fox versus Sasha Banks and Charlotte. Uh, so, again, they were just building up the angle of they don't like each other. Yeah. They and don't like each other. What I don't get is if they don't like each other, why do you put them on a team? And more importantly, why do you put them on a team and have them win the match? You see, the storyline is that they have to work with each other in order to look strong because these are the best, but they don't like each other. That's what they're trying to build. The problem is, it's much more interesting when they look like they're. you have questions on how well they're going to work with each other, but when all the teams on this Raw win their matches, yeah, then there goes the appeal. He's like, oh, well, they work with each other well. There's nothing to... I don't really have to worry about that for the Survivor Series matchup, which really aggravates me. Because <laughs> that's, like, that's like a perfect storyline to go with you know and they're not doing it so whatever yeah. whatever see like i feel like they missed the perfect opportunity to have the two squabble and that cost them the match because you could have uh alicia fox just be completely laid out you know what i mean and then do the hot tag to uh nia jackson have her come in and just wreck both of them yeah but you know that was uh just missed opportunity there vince exactly i don't know if i'm talking to McMahon or Russo anymore when I say that. Yeah. We don't know it all at this point. I think at this point we're trying to channel the ghost of Vince Sr. <laughs> Bring us back to simple Push time. Bob Backlund. <laughs> <laughs> Bruno San Martino. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing there. <laughs> I'd, uh, yeah. So uh, Sasha Banks and Charlotte won. So there goes any idea of, will they work with each other well during their Survivor Series match? And uh, so after the match, Bailey hit the ring and raised both the arms of both the competitors. She hugs Sasha, but Charlotte walks away from a hug. Damn it, the ultimate heel move, walking away from a Bailey hug. Oh, I know, right? It's like, amazing. Uh, Bailey is still so over, but they have not done anything with her character since she's gone to Raw. No, not but at all. But she's still so over. That just goes that just goes to show you, in my opinion, again, I've said this before, but Bailey has mega star potential. She really does. Like it makes me wish that there was another title for the women to fight over cuz Bailey would hold that belt right now. Oh yeah. Like in a heartbeat. 100% yes. She'd have a great feud with Nia Jax. It would be good. Yeah. And and they didn't have a bad match in Takeover London. No, they had a great match at Takeover. Yeah, I I thought it was a good match. So, uh, so after the match, uh, we already went through that. So still to come, it's the Survivor Series Summit. Uh, Foley. We then see Mick Foley backstage with the five superstars from Team Raw. They did what he knew they could do tonight: win matches without being friends. Foley thanks him and mentions the Survivor Series Summit in the ring later on tonight. He asked them to stick around for the fireworks show, he says, as we head to commercial. And then we go back from the break, and we get another vignette for Emma's return as Emmalina. So, what's Emmalina? It is the transformation of Emma into Emmalina. You, but it's not, it's not, it's not becoming, I don't think she's becoming a man or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, is that sort let's of transform? Just, let's just be honest that WWE could not do that storyline. No! Justice It's the WWE! Or, like, I mean, let's just, let's just dark subject matter here again. Okay. 
how many miscarriages have they had and abortions and <sighs> terrible storylines? Like, they don't know how to deal with this kind of subject no. matter. No, they don't. No, they don't. Just, and we again, we went to a very dark place. Uh, uh, yeah, we, but we brought up a McMahon. Damn it, Vince! <laughs> um, I meant his daughter, but hey, yeah, Vince, <laughs> Vince is to blame. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so then we go... Uh, but anyways, actually, I'll just quickly talk about Emelina. So I think uh, with the whole Emelina stuff, uh, they're cha- they've changed her gimmick from the bubbly... Uh, well, like, you know, when she would blow bubbles and she had that... Little techno music. Yeah. Um, I think it's now... She's become like, because she's been doing a lot of modeling recently and like bikini photos and all that stuff. So I think that's what they mean by the transformation. It's, it's essentially like, we acknowledge that we're changing the gimmick. Sort of oh. deal. Uh, so which, she's the female Miz. Yes. The female Although I don't think they need to change her gimmick because her gimmick with the glove and like the sunglasses was awesome. It was yeah. a great gimmick. And, they, and at this point, she would be a great title contender because she's a very good in-ring worker as well. So, um, we then go to Enzo and Cass and Gallison and Anderson versus the Golden Truth and the Shining Stars. And so, Cass and uh, Enzo and the club win after. Uh, so, the finish of this match, okay. So, the club hit the magic killer on Primo. They look to be on the same page with Enzo and Cass as they tag Enzo in and they hype him up for the uh, big top rope finisher. <laughs> They keep hyping it up, but then Gallows tags right back in and then stole the pin. Jesus. I thought they were getting rid of the comedy act. Yes! Like, oh, it's like, here you go, here you go. Ironic! Oh, fake out! It was a massive fake out. Um, it's but a massive failure. It's, yeah. Um, so, yes. So, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's just like... Uh, so, again, it seems they can work fine... <laughs> like, it's almost like they're professional. Where's the heat? Where's the heat? I, I don't know at this date. Like, I just... I. It's been <laughs> a year with Gallows and Anderson since they came out in, like, February, I want to say, wearing yep. jeans and t-shirt and like, oh, yeah, we're, we're so cool. We're over. And then they haven't won a thing. Nope. Like, any of their feuds they've lost, yep. any heat that they've tried to build goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. Anytime they do win, it's like this, where they're with six other people. Mm-hmm. It's like, just, where's the heat? It's like, where I, is it? I get it that they're, like, stars from Japan that you're trying to rebrand into the WWE, but use some of that, like, New Japan stuff that worked. Mm-hmm. That's why we love them. We don't love them because, oh, hey, they're WWE superstars now. It's like, no, screw that crap. Yeah. Like, I will watch them in New Japan, and I will enjoy those matches a heck of a lot more than I enjoy their ones right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, we'll take another quick commercial break so that we can give a good amount of time to this last segment, because I actually really like this segment. It's just, I... I I'm a little hesitant on it on other areas. This is the, essentially the confrontation between uh, Team SmackDown and Team Raw. Yeah. Um, so we'll get into that. This is a massive segment, so we're going to take a quick commercial break. Then we'll come back and we'll talk about this segment. You're listening to Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 107.9, Ottawa's new music. Hey, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you're listening to Wrestling With Ideas. Listen and learn and wrestle with ideas. 
Welcome back inside the CKDJ Studios for Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ1079. I am the man they call Gibby Zach. We give it alongside me. It's the Beast for BC, Alec Miski. Now, I see, uh, I see, they don't see, but I see that uh, you were looking over. We're in a very unique studio right now. A very unique studio. It has windows. It's got windows in the studio. And we see the beautiful Stuart McGinn. Ah, uh, yes. Look at him. He's going to well, get so embarrassed. He is falling asleep as he's trying to read his computer right now. I think he's watching Monday Night Raw. Oh, yeah. You know what? That's that's what it is. He's just lulling himself to sleep now. The second mm-hmm. it'll, let's go to sleep. <laughs> and good night. Stuart, Stuart is uh, going to love it when he hear, if he decides, Night you know what? Raw. I'm going to hear wrestling with ideas tonight. And then he hears his name and us being funny. It'll funny. Be, be, it'll be phenomenal. It will be phenomenal. It's a, it's a standard nap. <laughs> standard nap. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So this final segment. Okay. So we go back from the break. And it's Stephanie McMahon in the ring with Mick Foley for their Survivor Series Summit. SmackDown, Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan come out next. Favorable pops, I'd say. Oh, yeah. Now, this segment was really good. I like this because there's a little bit of a shoot aspect to it. And I, and I like me a good shoot every once in a while. Um, so Shane and Daniel Bryan were hyping up SmackDown 900. And the two sides went back and forth over Survivor Series until Stephanie introduced the WWE United States Champion Roman Reigns, the WWE Universal Champion Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, Seth Rollins, and Braun Strowman. Foley and Stephanie leave the ring as they surround Bryan and Shane. Now, actually, before we get into this, this, the best part between the back and forth between Shane and Brian and Stephanie McMahon and Mick Foley is Shane was saying how much better SmackDown was, a show SmackDown was. And, he's like, and he says, SmackDown is a better television show than Monday Night Raw. The crowd cheered. Yeah. <laughs> the crowd cheered. Yeah. They chanted this is, yes. This is a Raw crowd. And they chanted yes. Yeah. And the funny, I will give props to Stephanie McMahon here. She grabs the microphone and she looks at the crowd and she goes, you're at Raw. <laughs> it's like I was like that is true. That's very true. Props to Stephanie because that was that was funny. Yeah, no, I enjoyed that. Like that was really well timed. Very very well timed. Good. So good job on Stephanie's part. So now we actually go in to the big confrontation, and so uh, so they surround Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. Bryan says that he didn't come alone, and the fans chant for AJ Styles. And that's who they got. The WWE World Champion makes his way through the crowd. Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, and Dean Brown. Dean Brown. <laughs> Dean Ambrose. Dean Brown. Not the play-by-play announcer for the Ottawa Senators here in beautiful Ottawa, Ontario. Um, and the mascot, James Ellsworth. Is he uh, really their mascot now? Yes. Jeez, no chin music. Oh, you're going to love the joke that uh, Jericho made about Ellsworth. Um, so the two teams faced off of the ring. Owens welcomed Team SmackDown to the Kevin Owens show and mocked Ke- uh, AJ Styles and said that he's looking at a real-world champion. Owens says the WWE world title means nothing on Raw. AJ got a pop for saying Owens is still stuck on Jericho's, is still stuck on Jericho's teat. Um, this leads to Jericho putting AJ and his stupid soccer mom hair on the list. <laughs> and Jericho asks, what the hell is that about? Uh, what the hell is that? As he points at James Ellsworth, and he calls James Ellsworth, "Who's that Chins McMahon over there?" 
And it was so, so funny. The fans chanted for Ellsworth in the tune Goldberg. Yeah. Ellsworth. Ellsworth. Jericho calls him a weird-looking guy and put him on the list. Jericho is awesome at this. Jer- Jericho is just so over it. I love the guy. He is so great. Bray Wyatt then took the microphone and had a confrontation with Braun Strowman, which I was like, ooh, this is interesting. Uh, he said that Braun abandoned the Wyatt family even though he was drafted to SmackDown. Or sorry, Raw. Yeah. He, was, he had nothing to do with it. He had that. nothing to do with it. So a little harsh on him. So or- Orton stepped in to Braun's face. And Rollins brings up how there's no telling what he and Reigns are capable of when they're on the same page, bringing up the shield aspect. Ambrose stepped up, and he was just about to speak before plonking the microphone on Chris Jericho and starting a massive brawl between Team Raw and Team SmackDown. A whole bunch of different maneuvers, but in the end, Team SmackDown had to go on the recovery as Raw went off the air looking strong. So, Looking brawn, more like it. <laughs> but uh, the best part out of all of this is Rollins and Reigns uh, had briefly reunited their shield stuff as they did the triple power bomb without Dean. Yeah. But they threw, I'm trying to remember who they power bombed. I think it was AJ. They took AJ Styles and they threw him over the top rope in that power bomb style onto the group of Team SmackDown guys. So, uh, this final segment I thought was very good. I thought it was a very good segment to end the show. And they, there were some good lines in there. I thought they brought up some past stuff, which I really liked. Uh, especially the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff and the Wyatt family stuff. Yeah. They also ma- mentioned past feuds before the brand split. This was great stuff. I, I really enjoyed this final segment. Oh, no, absolutely. And the one thing that was really, really enjoyable was watching Owens toss AJ's title out of the ring. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was, get out of here. It was very good. Very, very good. I mean, overall, 7 out of 10. Yeah. Um, really, only two segments you should make your way to look out for. The Lesnar and Goldberg segment and, it, and, and this and this segment, at, this main event segment. Other than that, uh, everything else, there wasn't a standout match, I'd say. No. A lot of standard matches, if you know what a I mean. Lot, a lot of standard naps. Standard naps. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought it was an okay show with some really good segments to to go home for Survivor Series which is six hours long by the way well that's with the pre-show yes so it starts at seven yes like that's when I get off work I need a break before I go home and watch wrestling I need to sit down and they made I need to like see my loved ones and tell them that I might not be coming back you never know I mean let's I'm not, not in a dark way I could just be you know at Survivor Series. Yes. Forever and ever. Trapped in limbo. Mm-hmm. Li- limbo. Not mm-hmm. linguo. Linguo. So, so yes. Uh, that's what's happened. Uh, that was Raw. So, uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, don't have that much time to talk about what's going on else, elsewhere. Um, so, what we'll instead uh, just go over is what will be happening next week. Now, we're going to be trying to arrange some interviews. Uh, we may have t- a po- at the most two. Yeah, some uh, big names. Uh, some big names. Uh, we 
we're trying to get Mark AP from C4 Wrestling. He's been a, a friend of the show, I guess you could say. We're taking the press box line. He, friend of the show. Friend of the show. He's helped. He's brings a unique aspect uh, to the show. He talks about the creative uh, wise in terms of wrestling, and so he brings a very unique aspect to it. And he's always been a great guest. And uh, he's going to be having a show next Saturday um, for C4. It's their season debut. I believe it's season ten. Ten Holy years cow. they've been around, so and they've got a lot of big stars coming to the show. One of those stars is Evolve star Ethan Page, all ego Ethan Page, and uh, I'm happy to say we've been working out an interview plan, and we're going to be having Ethan Page uh, hopefully next week uh, for an interview. We're working on that right now, but it's going to be some super exciting stuff. He's one of my favorite indie wrestlers out there. Oh yeah, so, hands down one of the best. Yeah, so and and he's uh, helping out with Evolve. He's part of Gabe Sapolsky's promotion. Uh, he's been a PWG tag team champion with Josh Alexander as the Monster Mafia. A lot of great stuff. So uh, stay tuned for that. There's going to be some great stuff here on Wrestling With Ideas. But thank you all for tuning in to Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 1079, Ottawa's new music. Make sure you keep on having a good one. You have just listened to the greatest wrestling show on the planet. If you want to listen to older episodes of the show, including full interviews, make sure you check out Wrestling With Ideas on Podbean and on the Podbean app, or listen to us on our new SoundCloud page. We can also be found on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, and many more. Make sure you keep on tuning in every Thursday at 6 p.m. to Wrestle With Ideas.